Good morning, Saturday. And I still have Shawshank Redemption on my mind today. But not so much the movie. Well, maybe not so much the plot or like the, the cinematography aspect of it. But the thematic, the themes, those thematic aspects are still on my mind. Specifically, the two themes, the theme pair of justice and injustice. Because the whole movie seems to focus on, well, the justice system in the USA, which pretty much is a reflection of the justice system in Canada too. So it affects, you know, this whole region. And I guess maybe the whole justice system of the world, you know, because it seems like everybody, everybody's uh, idea of justice is to throw criminals into a prison system, pretty much worldwide. I can't really think of many cultures that do it differently. This is kind of the direction we've chosen to, to take. Unless you count, you know, like the death penalty. Some places literally just kill their criminals. You steal something, you get killed. You you look at someone wrong, you get killed. You say something wrong, you get killed. You kill someone, obviously you get killed. Maybe your family gets killed. Uh, there's places like that in the world. But, you know, the civilized way of doing it is to just throw people into prison. Uh, and a lot of innocent people end up going to prison because of that. But we deem it a necessary evil. I suppose. But anyways, um, besides that, I want to focus more on the movie because I've really been thinking about it and it's just been, I guess, haunting me. Uh, yeah. So Andy, he's a, a law abiding man, just a normal man. He's a banker. I guess being a banker wasn't so popular back in the day. What's the movie set in? Like the late 1940s? And then it kind of goes into the mid-60s, I guess, because he was in prison for 19 years. But yeah. Uh, so he's just a banker, law-abiding guy, husband. And then his wife cheats on him. Then she gets murdered. And then he gets blamed for it. So his whole life falls apart. I mean... What a tragedy. What, like, everything goes wrong for him. He loses his job. His friends all think he's guilty. Uh, it's, it's just horrible. And then he gets sent to prison where it's literal hell on earth for him. And he just has to kind of deal with it. You know? So it's just... How, how is that justice? How is it just that an innocent man gets sent to hell? Hell on earth. And it makes me wonder, you know, because a lot of people seem to think the universe is kind of a cold place. We, we live in a, in a world where the universe doesn't judge. There's no justice. Things just sort of happen. They just happen to people. And the universe is indifferent to the outcomes and the consequences. I mean, some people actually go a step further they go into their nihilist side where it's like, well, the universe is not indifferent. The universe is actually hell. 
the universe is pain, the universe is suffering, this life is suffering. I don't think I agree with that. In fact, I don't agree with it at all. But the indifferent side, the one where it's neutral, even that I sort of disagree with. I mean, I could see how it could be true. You know, uh, certainly the first part of Shawshank completely exemplifies that idea where the universe doesn't care. An innocent man can be sent to prison and horrible, horrible, horrible things, atrocious things can happen to him or her. Could easily be a woman as well or anybody for that matter. <laughs> the whole premise of the movie is just an, an everyday man goes through hell. So it could happen to anyone. And there's no justice there. It seems like everything is backwards in that prison. I mean, I kind of mentioned it yesterday where the prison guards, the people that are supposed to be these outstanding men that uphold values of justice and keep order and peace in the prison, end up being the most sadistic, the most criminal people there. <laughs> Completely backwards. And the warden... The guy who's on top, the guy who's on, in charge of overseeing this whole place. The man who literally swears by the Bible. You know, this, this book of morality and virtue. He says he believes in... Uh, I'm going to mix up his words, because I'm, I'm never good with that. But he, he basically makes it known that he believes in God and in justice. And then he... He acts in completely ungodly ways, murdering a man just to keep his his servant Andy working for him and, and in line and obedient. You know, yeah. So, how could the world be just if shit like this could happen? And then going one step deeper, I mean, I personally see that we live in a culture of slavery and of control. We all kind of crave that control and crave power. We try and build it in, in strange ways. We build up that power in strange ways and then we try and protect it by all means, by all costs necessary. And there's this scene in the movie that, that really kind of brings it home. I guess two scenes. One is where they're tarring the roof and they're doing work outside of the prison uh, for somebody else, basically for free. They get paid beers, that's it. And, and if Andy didn't go on his, well, what seems like a, a crazy, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up my words here, but basically Andy goes on this crazy mission to like talk to the head guard. If he didn't do that, they wouldn't even have been paid the beers. The, their payment would have just been, oh, well, you get to leave the prison for a month or so, for a couple of hours a day. Well, I guess more. They probably worked like, I don't know, 12 hours a day. So half the day you get to leave the prison to go work. You know, That's payment for you. No, that's slavery. And then there's another scene where the warden, he's talking to a business owner, and the business owner is telling him, like, look, man, I really need this contract, but how can I compete with you in terms of bidding for the contract if you've got free labor? You've got all of these inmates doing free labor for you 
your costs are low, you can underbid me, underprice me, I'm going to go out of business. So he offers him a pie, and basically bribes him, there's a little bit of a stack of cash in the pie box. And the warden just takes it. <laughs> the warden, this man of honesty, truth, and God, gets bribed, uses slave labor. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? And it's a reflection of our whole society, because keep in mind, this movie, even though it's set in the time period of the 40s, 50s, and 60s, it was made in the 90s. And by then, the United States was starting to get overrun by for-profit prisons. I mean, now it's just like, <laughs> man, God bless the people who live in the USA. If you do anything wrong, you're fucked. I mean, that system is just criminally unjust. But yeah, these, these for-profit prisons where you have all the incentives in the world, uh, if you're in the system, to convict people, put them into the prison so they can make money for you. They're, they're basically slaves. You get to use their labor for free or for cheap. I don't know. Maybe they pay them like 10 cents an hour or something. Super, super low. And everybody thinks it's okay. Because these are trash people, wastes of society, people who don't belong, people who deserve what they get. Criminals. These people fucked over society, so we're going to fuck them over. And then we're going to call it rehabilitation, reform. When all it really is is just making them work for free. And we build, I don't know what they do, they build roads. They do all sorts of wood shop, metal shop stuff in the prisons. Sometimes they get to go build rail roads, or I don't know. I've seen programs where they clean rail cars, you know, those big metal boxes. Or shipping containers. Yeah, you got to clean the rust off of them, repaint them every now and again, clean the crap out of the inside. So th they do all the unwanted jobs like that. Or they'll go pick, pick strawberries, potatoes, whatever, from the fields. Farm labor, free farm labor. And it's just, I look at that shit, and then I see the statistics, and it's like, people are getting convicted on harmless drug charges where they didn't hurt anybody there is no victim to this crime they were found with i don't know an ounce of weed which isn't much <laughs> it's not a lot it's not like they're trafficking massive amounts of drugs some gigantic operation but a tiny amount is enough to get you convicted on like basically drug trafficking charges and then there's a minimum sentencing of like 25 years so you're a slave for 25 years for carrying a plant that, in all honesty, shouldn't even be illegal in the first place, in my opinion. It's just m mental. But anyways, uh, and a lot of the people that get convicted of shit like that, they happen to be black, they happen to be Latino. Because those are the people that society deems acceptable to put into these prisons to work as slaves. Because we've never let go of that slave culture, of that culture of control, culture of oppressing people. You know, how, how is that just? How is this just? Going back to the movie, Andy, this man of virtue, an average man, he says in the movie, 
He was guilty of no crimes until he went into prison. And then in prison, he had to commit crimes just to survive. That was the place where he learned to become a criminal. That's the place where he learned to traffic some illegal things with his friend Red. That's the place where he committed fraud for the warden, laundering money. <laughs> he was an honest banker before that. And then he went to prison, and in prison he became a criminal. It's, it's funny. And I'm sure that's what happens in real life too. People who maybe made a small mistake, uh, carried a little bit of drugs, maybe you shoplifted something small. And then you go to prison and you have to commit crimes on orders of magnitude larger than what you were originally convicted of. Yeah, fine. You know, maybe you carried some drugs. Maybe you even dealt some drugs. Maybe you were a small-time drug dealer and you made like 10,000 bucks. And then in prison, you're about to be raped. You've got to fight for your life. Maybe you have to kill the guy who's coming after you because he just keeps coming after you day after day after day after day after month after year. You spend a decade in fear. Eventually you decide, fuck it, the guy's attacking me day after day. I'm going to kill him. Solve my problem that way. <laughs> well, look at that. You were put into a system that created you, or created a monster out of you. How's that just? Injustice. And there's probably details in this movie that I'm still missing because it's such a deep movie so many layers to it. Every time I rewatch it, I notice new things. And each time I get older and I know more about society, I see how that movie reflects society, or at least parts of society. And it just blows my mind. I go like, wow. Wow, this movie got it. This movie really got it. So now I want to talk about the other side, the justice part of it. Because it is a prison break movie after all, a redemption movie. Uh, in the end, Andy gets the justice he deserves. He breaks out of prison. It's just funny, he's got to do something illegal to get justice. Which is another funny reflection of society. What is just is not always legal. What is moral is not always legal. And what's immoral is sometimes completely legal. You know, uh, and the movie kind of has a few instances of that, too. It's perfectly legal to launder some money through your wife and give it as a one-time gift and avoid the tax man. Is that moral? I mean, you're avoiding taxes. Unless you consider all taxation immoral. If, you can, if you're one of those that consider taxation theft, then, you know, it's completely fine. But it's just, it just raises some questions. It just raises some questions. Uh, well, here's another thing. It's perfectly legal to make your inmates work, coerce them into work, force them into work in some instances. You know, you give them such a shitty life inside of the prison that they're just itching, begging for any chance to get out and try something new. Even if it's goddamn tough manual labor tarring a roof in a hundred degree sweltering heat. Barely any water, barely any shade, barely any rest. You just work, and if you don't work hard enough, you get yelled at and straight back. Maybe into solitary confinement even, because you looked at the warden wrong. 
uh, all of that's legal. That's perfectly okay under our for-profit prison system. Is that moral? Is it just? You know? So like I said, it's, it's not black and white. It's not black and white. And so Andy escapes this prison. And just the imagery of it all. He has to crawl through shit to get out. It's, it's, it's just such a powerful metaphor, reflection of the whole movie. His whole time in Shawshank is shit. And for his last act, he has to crawl through a sewer pipe, just full of it. And then he gets out. And it's not sunny. It's a thunderstorm. It's raining. It's pouring rain. And I love it, because it's just the imagery of that. You know, it's... The lesson I take from that is, well... Sometimes you've got to stand through the pouring rain to enjoy the sunshine. The rain cleanses you. It's like, it's a cleaning. You know, he gets out of that shit sewer pipe, he stands out in the rain, and the first thing he does is like, he kind of faces the rain and cleans himself off. It's like he's being cleansed of his sins, cleansed of his pains. It's just beautiful. And most people don't see rain in that way, they see it as this horrible thing, you know, it's cold, it's wet, it's uncomfortable, but it's really beautiful. There's, there's a duality to that rain, the beauty. And maybe, just maybe, going back to the whole movie, the whole theme, injustice, justice, maybe injustice is a beautiful thing as well. Maybe it's the injustice that births justice from it. How could we understand justice without facing injustice first? How could we understand injustice if we didn't know what justice was? You know, so they're kind of two sides of the same paper, two sides of the same page, in the same book that is this universe. Yeah, just such a beautiful movie. I mean, man, <laughs> man, I love watching it and I love rewatching it. And I love thinking about it. And I'm not saying what I'm saying is the only way to view this movie. The only way to interpret it and interpret society. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm just putting ideas out there. I mean, for all I know, maybe for-profit prisons are exactly what this world needs. But I've got some questions. Why? Why is having the slave labor okay? Is it okay? I mean, do you guys find it okay? Maybe, maybe it is fine. Maybe this is exactly how those inmates do get re rehabilitated. I certainly don't see it that way. But then again, I've never been in prison. I've never committed massive heinous crimes. I've never had... Uh, a moral compass that's a little bit off. I've never needed restructuring that way. Or who knows, maybe, just maybe, this whole system is just a system of oppression, and we create criminals, we fabricate them where they shouldn't be, by creating immoral, unjust laws that criminalize people who would otherwise would never hurt a fly. And then we use them, we oppress them for our own profits.
Who knows? And on that thought, I'll leave you guys to go enjoy the rest of your morning, wherever you are in this world. Who knows? Maybe you're in prison. Uh, yeah. Just think about that. And try to see both sides of that page. Take care.